Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Kid for the Win here with a special little reminder. If you check out the text message thread during the halftime show, there's going to be an announcement about a special podcast that I am sure you will all want to be a part of. So check out the text message thread and look out for the sign-up sheet. Have a good one. we get Chris on. <laughs> Dom is a miracle worker, man. <laughs> Hello, Foot Clan. Welcome to episode 37 of Wild Pitch. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, the executive producer, the best in the business, the commissioner, the man who's recently just figured out about 15 seconds porn, the commissioner, the kid for the one, the great Matt Wentz. How are you doing 15 today, seconds, Wow. <laughs> Damn, I, I couldn't even couldn't even drink my drink. I thought I had a second to wet my whistle. Yeah, uh, well, I'm really for well. Fifteen seconds should do. <laughs> yeah, so that's true. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I mean, besides my hands like hurting because I've been shoveling snow for about six hours today, I'm doing well. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, the snow was a bitch for sure, and I think I had about knee-high deep snow at the end of my driveway from the plow so yes. that was that, that was awesome but uh we got out and my other co-host the high nooner himself the gesture the great max janice how are we doing tonight max doing well um i think your snow leftovers just started falling in new york about <laughs> an hour and a half ago so i'm looking forward to waking up to about a foot and a half of snow um, luckily, I don't have to shovel out. I just have to walk to the train station from here, from my uh, apartment. So no shoveling for me. I'm over that. That is one nice thing about living in a high rise, for sure. I'm glad you're doing well. All right. Our guest, one of our guests tonight is the elusive uh, guest, the man that apparently makes uh, pop-ins on the group chat that is not existent anymore. Um, we're glad to always send a text that says, Hi, Chris. So we got Chris on tonight. It's finally happened. We have had every member of the t- league on the podcast now. Congratulations. Welcome, Chris, to the podcast. Uh, thanks. <laughs> um, I mean, if the, if the group chat was existent, I had a lot of things to say to you after you tried to move our draft on us. So, I mean, I could have said that. Oh, <laughs> that's funny. I mean, I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why you can't draft and coach at the same time. <laughs> it's true. I could just get a Bluetooth. You're right. You know, I'm, I'm thinking of myself. I'm sorry. Well, Chris, why have you been on more? I'm already laughing. <laughs> I don't know. It's probably past my bedtime. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> I get you. Awesome. Awesome. The man of the one-liners. And our other guest is the back-to-back-to-back NUA champion of ba- Little League Baseball. He is the Fred McGriff of fantasy baseball and the GOAT of football, the great Sean Oski. How are we doing tonight, Sean? Doing good, doing good. Announcement somewhat related to that, what you just said right there, going to happen soon. So, a little teaser there. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yep, announcements. Okay, I look forward to. I look forward to hearing that. Wait, I'm I'm really confused. I have announced it's like it's it's in relation to my team name. Oh, okay, I got it now. It's like Max trying to send us a text message, and he texts in the way you would talk backwards. So. 
Awesome. Well, welcome, Chris and Sean. Uh, today's podcast will have Google Doc update. We'll break down Sean's team. We'll break down Chris's team. They will pick their divisions. But before we get to all that, Maddie, got any Google Doc updates? Yeah, I just got to enter the franchise tag you got from PJ. Otherwise than that, it is all good. Again, please check in and you know, let me know if there's any updates or anything. I don't know how many people listen to this, but it's not really a Google Doc update, but the Yahoo site is available, and I will start putting everyone's team in there this week um, so that that should go live. I think I would like – I mean, I want to have it done by Sunday, before Sunday. So, like, you know, from what I heard, there's people that wait till the Super Bowl is over until they start doing the research. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'll have it done by Sunday or before Sunday. So um, you can kind of mess around with what you see Yahoo's ranks and things like that if everyone's available players and, and players they already have. So. I do have a question about that, Matt. So what about um, franchise tags? Will you just enter applied tags or no tags at all? Yeah, I don't. I, if you have not franchised, like Dom's got, what, four spots, right, Dom? Yes, I have four. Damn. I pretty much – I have like a 100% sure idea who Dom's going to franchise, or so maybe 99. I'm not going to put those in there, no. Not okay. until that last week. So just like, apply, just like applied tags is all you'll put in Yes. at this point. Okay. Yes. I don't need to play my hand yet. I have time. We know what your hand is, Dom. Yeah, yes, we, <laughs> we know your hand is. <laughs> your hand is as red as it can be. It is. It is. There's it's, only that one... gift that keep, it's that gift that keeps on giving from Sean last year. Wow. Wow, you know, Sean did get the Cy Young winner and the MVP out of it, so a candidate. So uh, I guess we'll we'll digress. All right, no, he did Sean, though. Did yes. Mm-hmm. All right, Sean, we will start with your team. Uh, you can tell us about what you think about it and what you your wants for the draft, and then myself, Max, Matt, and Chris will ask you a question. Does that work for you? That works for me. That works. For All me. right, perfect. So please, Sean, tell us about your team. Now, despite well, first of all, I'm gonna be changing my team name next year. I'm still not, but after 15 years of it being Tom Mansky baseball, I feel like it's time for a new rebranding, a new uh, look. The marketing has to get a little bit more fresher. So <laughs> I'm gonna be uh, changing my name, and more to come on that. So just let you know, kind of like the Indians, kind of like the Redskins. Maybe it's just time, um, but I will not be Sean's baseball team. So uh, with that said, I, I like my team a lot, actually. I, last year was kind of like a big recovery year, but my team did very well, uh, all things considered. I, I mean, had this been a normal year, I would have been in the playoffs. And I like I, 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 a lot of value, 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 value to me um, on, on what I have. So... You know, you look at Savale with that value. Lewis, who's Rookie of the Year. Uh, I like Pablo Lopez. Uh, Yaz, of course, my guy. Yes. Yes. And, uh, and and kind of building upon that. And that's why I felt okay doing probably what's somewhat of a crazy trade for Bryce Harper, but I like it still. Uh, I know, Max, we went back around on that. Uh, but I, I also like the start of my pitching. So for me, it's going to be – Closers, uh, second baseman, and you know, depending on what else is out there too, of course. But let's say I'm I'm just very encouraged at what I've done last year to help build for this year. Yeah, and can I jump in on that, Sean? Mm-hmm. Sean saying like 
I, I didn't waver on the deal and I didn't think I was like absolutely hosing you. It's just when, when the franchise tag started to hit market and like these people are getting significant, like, I mean, yes, Dom just paid 15 bucks for a franchise tag. When those, when that stuff started to like come to, come to the like out and people started making trades and selling off tags. I was like, look, Sean, if you want to back off, I'm, I'm fine with you backing off. But when me and you were negotiating, I did not think that I was ripping you off in any way. I know you weren't. I, I know you were. Yeah, I think that's, that's it's something I, I think that Bryce Harper. Yeah, I think Bryce Harper could be a sixty dollar type player this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think he's super motivated going into twenty twenty one, and that's the kind of guy that I think he's a very emotional player. So, um, and Matt said it on podcast, and me and Matt actually talked about it afterwards. And I'm high on Bryce Harper, but it's just it's not a guy that I would have hometown discounted this year. So I was okay with moving. Well, that's why I was, that's why I was looking at that too. I was like, okay, well, Max is probably not going to franchise him. I don't think that's going to happen. And I needed a superstar. And I think the, the draft is going to be short on that. So something that I know I probably paid a little bit more for, but with looking at my contracts, I felt it was opportune to do so. So, Mm -hmm. and then plus I got a $15, Fifty dollars for my AAA from Memo, so I thought, or no, thirteen. Sorry, but either way, it was a lot more than I thought I was going to get for a AAA. So yeah, um, I was I kind of like thought balance that out a little bit, but very encouraged. And then I also got Blake Snell from Scotty too, as well, which I know some people are high on, some people aren't, but I I do like the idea of him pitching in Petco. Yeah, and I'll just jump in, and then I'll ask a question. But to start off with, um, I, I I like Bryce Harper a lot this year. I uh, I know I probably said something in the chat that's you know a little like crazy that that went down, but all in all, I think it's a great move because I think if you're pairing Bryce Harper with like Kyle Lewis and Mike Skremski, Skremski um, as your outfield, I like it a lot. Um, I I love Corey Seager this year. I think he's just on his way to break out. Will Smith, same thing. I'm a little worried about the playing time. So those guys, you got kind of got a good, solid core, and then you got some, you know, you do got some question marks, you know, Sano, Hoskins, Schwarber, Donaldson. Donaldson's just getting older. But regardless of it, I like your team too. I think you did, you've done very well with it. Um, before I ask my question, though, do you know that you have Jazz Chisholm on your team? And do you know Jazz Chisholm was, like, the guy who, like, gave us our new logo? Oh, Yeah. Yeah, well, it wasn't him. It was the picture list people. They just put his name on on the cover of a artwork, and I loved it. Oh, so. I, I love so Jazz. Yeah, I do know I have Jazz Chisholm. He's from the Bahamas, I believe. <laughs> he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is. He first was, first major league player from the Bahamas. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Was, you, he was actually starting to pick it up at the end of last year, and I really, I was kind of like when I looked at him, like, and he was on the waiver. I thought somebody was going to pick him up. Honestly, and just take waiver on him. But I was like, yeah, you know, he's second baseman, shortstop. He's probably going to become an emerging team. Why not? Not um, bad. Yeah, yeah. No. He's, 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 I think he's got another couple of years, and I know I only have for two. But still, I'm I'm actually kind of like, oh, this is going to be a fun guy to have my bench. Yeah. But, Sean, yeah. You... Sean, I'm a, Sean, I'm actually glad you picked up Jazz Chisholm mm-hmm. because if you, hadn't, if you hadn't, I would have. Mm-hmm. And I would not have Randy Arozarena at this time. So <laughs> I appreciate that. But talking about Bryce Harper, Sean, it seems every year you have your eye on a player or two going into the winter meetings. Mm-hmm. And I uh, kind of did a little research. And in 2018, it looked like you made a, a pretty significant trade with Dom for Aaron Judge. Uh, you know, you gave Aaron Judge four years and $10 to acquire Cespedes, Will Myers, Rio Muto, Corey Dickerson, and uh, 
uh, Stephen Piscotti. Were you trying to get after Real Muto in that or uh, Cespedes or one of those guys? Oh, back then, I think I was trying to like get some money. Just play yeah, money. Okay. Yeah, I was, I, I went for okay. it all that year and I yeah. did not. Do and well. then the next year in 2019, your guy was, I think it was Yelich because you kind of made a big move to get him yes. with, uh, okay. And then the year after that, which is, uh, you know, you gave a Bieber and, uh, you know, whatever you did and you got, yeah, whatever. So you get, and then you got Machado and Bauer. And then this year is the Harper thing. So why and how, like, how do, how do you, how do you come up with who you're going to get? Um, and you know, I mean, if it's, oh, if it's, you know, like, unless something catastrophic happens too, I'm, or his, his hot agent decides that he's not going to play baseball. I'm going to get Bauer this year too. I think there's no secret there for franchising. But, oh, yeah, I, but I'm talking about, like, Bauer's on your team for – you're going to franchise him. Actually, I already put him on your team oh, okay. in, this, in the yeah. – so um, we, we all believe that is going to happen. And you're, yeah, and, I mean, just adding Bauer to your pitching staff, you know, I, you got some holes, I'm not going to lie, but mm-hmm. you got a solid base. And, I mean, again, you got $124 to play with and six spots to fill. So, mm-hmm. so, so pretty good. But how do you go about trying to get that one or two players from a you know, meeting? I – I always like to try and get like a superstar ahead of time. And I admit like I, Max, I was kind of kicking myself for not like bidding more up on Harper last year, but I just, okay. cause I, cause you and I are like at the end for Harper. And I always just want, I believe in the idea of, you know, of having like at least one of like the major stars, a major batter, uh, probably top. And I mean, unless, unless for some reason I don't have any money, or it just isn't worth, and so it's just the idea of having like that proverbial star. Maybe it doesn't make any fantasy sense, Maybe, but I I just believe like, hey, you got to have one of those to like even think about making it to the next level. So it's as simple as that. And do you look for a guy that's typically like on, on a franchise guy yeah, or a guy I on mean, a one year? You go after someone that's like a three year guy, like for, like Tatis. He is probably one of the top three overall players you want to go for someone like him he's right he's low he's value and he's probably going to be a ton of money like i don't think i could ever pull the trade off that like niz did for, i got you okay. for like uh for vlad i'm i'm i'm, yeah. I'm okay. more like okay this guy's gonna be higher prices one year but if i go for it and then the idea i have unfortunately it's come to fruition the last couple of years is like, like hey if i three years. yeah probably, probably like i it's been a while since i've made the playoffs and it's just Hey, if for some reason something bad happens, I have a real piece to sell this to. So Machado, you and I traded for Lewis. Now I think Lewis is going to come back to earth a little bit, but he's still a hell of a player. Yeah, I mean everyone's got him ranked in like pretty high, a lot higher than I was anticipating. And if he is like their cornerstone, I don't see why he's not going to be batting two in that lineup forever. And you can just ask Chris. Chris, Chris knows how much I love to see out off field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree. And then one other guy I really like on my team is Brady Singer. I was shocked that nobody had him like Fran, uh, in AAA or anything. He was just kind of chilling there. Yeah, he came out and like he when came he out got, of nowhere. He got the call up. I was like, yeah. wow, he's getting the call up. And then you put a dollar on him, and you know he's not he's not a high level prospect, but he was like number one or two in that organization. Yeah. But I just. When I saw the dollar, I was like, ah, it is what it is. I mean, there'll, there'll be another pitcher. And then I spent some money, and I didn't have it when, when like, Cisco got called up and some other guys got called up later in the year. Cool. Well, thanks, John. Sure. Max? 
mean, kind of going off of what um, Matt was saying and just, you know, you're going in the draft or setting yourself up going in the draft. I've heard a lot of people say on this podcast or if we're doing like some kind of, you know, thing online and hanging out virtually that Sean doesn't like to draft or Sean likes a full roster before the draft. And I want to know if, if there's any validity to those comments. And if not going into the draft, what do you think your strengths are when it comes to identifying or knowing what you, knowing what you want to do when you get there? Uh, some of them may be true. I'm, I'm, I, I'd rather have a fuller roster because at least I know what I have. Like with Bryce Harper, I, you know, somebody could have said like, Hey, you could have gotten Bryce Harper for less or you could have gotten Bryce Harper for more, but at least I know what I got Bryce Harper for when I trade him for you. Right. So that's just, Mm -hmm. that's just the way I approach it. So yeah, there's, there's, there is some truth to that, to that, but you know, when I, when I get into a draft, I'm probably, my strength is probably like those mid-level guys that people will often look over. Um, I think, DJ LeMahieu, or you know, obviously he's not a mid-level guy, but he was kind of coming out of Colorado, high average. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people people thought a lot of him, but I don't think they're like, oh my gosh, you know what he is today. Where if he were to go open in a draft, I can only imagine what people would pay for him, especially at his position. So I think that's where my strength really comes in. I think you know, as far as not weaknesses, but you know, one thing that I've always struggled with often is closers just because it's such a volatile position. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I always, like, kick myself when I spend, like, a ton of money on closers unless it's, like, an absolute guarantee. It's just such a wild card, even if it, they, they're off in the year before. Just relievers always – it's never consistent. Yeah. Well, I picked you to win your division well, thank you. earlier this season – earlier in the off season, And, like, I, I look at your team and – like I see other loaded rosters and it's like, well, I would drop this guy. I would drop that guy. I would try to move this guy. When I go up and down your roster, there's a couple pitchers that I would drop, but none of them are on large contracts. So I think you've really positioned yourself well going in 2021. So good Thank job. You. And I like myself some Marlins pitchers too. I don't know. I don't know why. I just, I think that's a up and coming staff, but yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm just, uh, I think last year was kind of a big bounce back year to kind of get, get things right. All right, um, I, I'm kind of going to snowball off of what the other two have said. Like, I really like your team. I look at it. You got one you probably have the best catcher. Sorry, Maddie, and uh, Will Smith. Um, you got a solid shortstop. Your outfield of Yeah, I love him, and yeah. uh, Lewis and Harper. And then if the National League institutes the DH, I'm like, you have a ton of power in uh, Sano and Swarberg. And then you got Reach Hopkins where, that you could either play at first or depending on what the draft is, you need, what, five positions? Six. Six. And you're carrying $124. Five. You're right. Sorry, five. Sorry. Five. Sorry. And you're carrying in $124. Do you see yourself being someone a lot more aggressive in the drafts? I feel like you're usually – not as aggressive. I, th- I think or... it all depends. I, I I don't mind leaving the draft with money. To be honest with you, I mean, if it, it has to be absolutely worth it to see, I, I um, I also kind of want to see how this. I, I to be completely honest with you, I have to see what players are available for the draft now too. There's been so much movement, and so many franchise, so much franchising going on. But I uh, I really I. I 
if 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 the price is right, of course, you know, I I, I could be aggressive when I need be, but if if it's just something, I, I may just stick back. I'm not just gonna spend the money because I have it. So, so Sean, you're saying you don't like the two franchise? Oh no, no, because I think it's absolutely brilliant. What's what's that? Oh, the two franchise thing? No, 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 no. It's not that. I'm just saying, like, I don't, I don't know what players are gonna be available because of those two franchises for the draft. Like, I haven't seen like the the pool lately. That's that's on me. Like, I don't see what yeah. players are. Really I, maybe it, maybe it's been too brilliant because I think it's caused stop a lot plugging of yourself for crying out <laughs> it's, loud. It's, it's too Seriously. brilliant, and it's caused too much turmoil, and we just. We can't handle the fun and excitement of <laughs> oh my two franchise God. tags. I mean, I totally Someone get Someone give this, this guy year. a wet blanket. This Please. this year, I totally understand. He'll shovel a driveway. Yeah, Dob. Uh, uh, we'll see what happens. All right. Uh, Chris, you got a question for uh, Sean? Um, you, well, you guys mentioned the other ones. Sean, I was just going to ask, like, when you, guys, when you make trades, like, mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like, man, I don't know if I would have did that. But then, like, they sometimes work out better. Like, do you have something that like you identify in players when you're trying to make those trades? Ooh, and sometimes they don't. Um, yeah. But... Well, no, right. But I, I was just curious if there was something that. Yeah, you kind of I, I, it has to look fair to me. I may, I may look at things a lot differently uh, than others, but I'm, I'm also about my my need. But I, I look at it as also like who's the trade partner like you know what do they have what what if i were to take that player away what would they be left with so i kind of put those all and which i'm sure everybody does but i I put that in there i think it's also i like to negotiate but i don't also want to don't beat it to death too so it's also the deal and 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 just be reasonable you know, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I have no problem making deals. It's just as long as we're reasonable. Max, I will say, you know, this is not to kiss your ass, but it's, 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 you're very reasonable. Oh my God, stop kissing this and, guy's and ass. And so, you know, Max, yeah. Max, we, we kind of, I think Max, Max probably is. A, yeah, I got a, I got a great trade partner in Sean. And, and I mean, the Bryce Harper thing, like I was, I was willing to back away from that thing because I'm not that. I don't want to hose anybody or feel like I don't want anyone to walk away from a deal like, damn, I got hosed a week or a week and a half later. And even with the Schwerber thing, I think Sean texts me like, I'm not going to fight over a couple bucks. And I text back like, all right, then let's just cut it in half and I'll send you three bucks instead of two, you know? And it's, I think that's a better, a a better relationship than having someone that sends you, Hey, I like this guy. And then you're like, well, what's the offer? And they're like, well, you offer me something. It's like, okay, then I'm done talking. And I think, you know, sometimes like, uh, probably the, my one of my weaknesses is when prospects are waved at me, unless it's something like Kyle Lewis. And then I'm, or he, I know he's not a prospect, but you know what I mean. He's rookie of the year. Um, that it'd be some. It, it I may look at it differently than than that, but you know, I've the bad trades I made too. It's like Dom. I'll even say our trade. It's it was a great trade for me. I think that's fair to say. But still, you know, I I, uh, I was uh, number one drunk, but number two, I was <laughs> I was um, I was it was something where you know at that time like oh man and like kind of, kind of Matt's point I have to have those guys I have to build a more well rounded team, and I just probably took it overboard a little bit, but I think it's just something I've I've been trying to a little bit been a little bit more cautious of is being a little bit more sure of myself before making that trade just not just a trade just a trade. What Chris said was like 
like really like a great question. And if you take what Chris said versus, I mean, and you add it to what I said, you know, and this is not me going to start yelling at Niz on the podcast, but it is like what Chris said is like, like what do you look for? And I asked you, like you have these eye on certain players, like what do you look for? And you really didn't give us a, an answer, which is fine. I'm not looking for the exact. I like, like to look. I, I like wanted to look this for superstars. And I like. Yeah, yeah, you said that. I, that's fine. But it, it is. It is just. And I'm just kind of wrapping it up. That you kind of what I was saying and Chris saying. You have your trade candidates, if you will. You have your guys who you want, and that's it. And it's like I, I remember, like, like last four years, just me and you going back and forth, being so frustrated. Like, how do you not want this guy? Like, the guy I have. <laughs> Is going to be give you the exact same stats as the other guy. Yet you were like, "Well, I just like this guy. I want this guy. He's on Niz's team. I just want him." And I'm like, "This is Kenny Williams." I do, I do have like yeah. Kenny Williams. And it's, like I, I got you just you more. you have this yeah this this thing and you know I mean it's worked for you for you know you know get you to play us a couple of years so 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 be it. But uh, I I think what Chris asked was a good question and what I was saying kind of was just the same thing. Like I want like like the. I don't like, know. I just, and I know. If I ever, if I ever got the the Sean trade, like he calls me up or you give me that text, hey, what do you want for this? I'd be like, oh, I'm in. I can't wait for yeah. that day. Cannot wait. You know, for like that the day. Will Smith thing, that wasn't really so much like he's an he obviously he's an awesome catcher, but it was you know he had playing time stuff last year. It was the fact that like I saw Will Smith play. Gosh, it was like a couple of like right when he joined the majors. And I'm like, I love this dude. And I kept on looking at his stats. And then it was just became like Dom said a Kenny Williams thing where like, I'm like, I really like this player. I'm going to try and find any way to get him. And it could. Well, just kind of building off of that, like, and, and I, I was the guy, I picked up Will Smith. I know I was mad um, at you when he came up. Yeah. And I got him. And then, then I think I just didn't get him. Did you draft him? him? You had a order oh, trade. Yeah. He traded him. Scott yeah, yeah. Him. So like that yeah. was that was a guy like Maddie. That probably would have been the guy because I I was just like, oh my right, gosh, I, I love the way this guy plays and the way he hits a high average catcher. And and I, I'll and I understand. I have that too. I have my my guy is you know Bobichet. That's just everything about that dude. He like waves his hair and I like, get like, like, a like Josh so, Donaldson. Um, How old is he now? And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I have him <laughs> on my team. <laughs> <laughs> well then you have a problem <laughs> like i said that's the kenny williams thing you have roberto alomar like when he's like 51 years old he's <laughs> busting the hip at second so i think you should more uh all eyes on jazz Chisholm. yeah yeah that's why he's on, he's on the level uh, very cool thanks sean well thank you sean uh good stuff and uh yeah i think you're gonna be someone that's gonna Make a splash and uh, new team name is going to be in the new yeah. team name. Uh, is this is this twenty twenty like this, this year, year right? This you year, say next year. This year okay. I, I will debut my new team name after the draft. Everybody look out when it drops. It'll be great. <laughs> Excellent. This is definitely a year of uh, new logos, mm-hmm. and that I'm glad you're joining the bandwagon. Yes. All right, um, Chris, we'll move on to you. Uh, similar format. Um, Tell us about your team, uh, wants for the draft, and then the panel will ask you some questions, and then does that sound good? Uh, yeah. Well, uh, Matt, do you want to explain the team for me, or how does this work? I'm just kidding. Um, 
Chris is back. Like oh right. my god, that's awesome. I think we need to get Chris on every week and every week. And yeah, I hey Dom, make Max just... part timer. I know. I was, gonna, I was gonna say the same thing. I think we just fire Max. Yeah, he was on the 90, his... 90 days. He hasn't even made it yet. We already gave him his oh, verbal please. warning, so I think no HR. more no more drama, please. <laughs> we don't need someone pat, patting themselves on the back. That's the thing I can use right now. And Chris already changed his team to Team Outfield. Yeah, I, mean, I thought that was good for now. Um, yeah, it's, it's great for now. Um, so that's obviously my problem right now. Too many, too many outfielders. So um, we'll have to see how that works itself out. I was kind of hoping that uh, Pache wouldn't have been brought up last year because I was hoping to have another year of him uh, down because I don't think he's going to do much this year, at least for sure. Um, but um, like I, my hitters are – I have I have a bunch of average guys and a few guys I'll probably end up dropping, um, so nothing nothing great but nothing with the ones that I plan on keeping nothing awful. Ozuna's depending on like um, where he goes and how everything turns out with him, well, that could play a big part in how he does for this next year. Um, so I I mean there's a lot of unknowns with free agents right now too. So um, and the DH and see how that goes. Um, I like my pitching right now, the ones that I have. Um, I feel like that's a pretty good start to the pitching rotation, so that's probably my favorite part about the team right now. Um, and I think there's some pitchers that I could probably add in the draft um, going through everything. This was the earliest I actually went through everything and put players in tiers, and I started looking at everything, realizing how many people were being franchised and how much was going to be available for the draft, so... You guys got me starting early this year. <laughs> well, it seems like it's done pretty, you know, you've done very well with your uh, prep work and your tiers and that. So um, I guess I'll kind of start us off and then Maddie and Max and then Sean will go. Um, what I have like a two-parter. Uh, what did you think when people started dropping players like rate? <laughs> before that season ended, like, you were able to get Altuve and Brian, you know, um, were you shocked or whatever? How did you feel about that? Um, and then my other one... Oh, yeah, go. And then my other one is, um, what do you say to people that say you should be more active or so-called more active in free agents or trading during the season or whatnot? So, um, first of all, what did you think about the people dropping at the end of the season and then about your act- activeness, I guess. Um, well, I guess with the, the people dropping, that's kind of this league. Some stuff just happens that I'm always surprised by, um, and you just never know how it goes. But obviously, I was fine with it. So, um, I I like how people don't always think I pay attention because then I'll get like texts from people drop guys and be like, "Hey, you should probably sign this guy, or you should look at this guy." I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, you don't like when when Matt. Text you those kind of things. <laughs> Listen, I I was just I didn't I, want any more drama. I sent that text. Oh, that was a shot at me. I said oh, that. Text. Oh, no, 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 okay, because no. I Tuve just got dropped. You got to be on like three or four people that send it to me. Um, oh, but like okay. I I sent it I'm to Chris just because I didn't want Niz to get it. And if I even said Chris, please pick <laughs> this guy up so Niz doesn't get him. So there's no more drama and we don't have to have a weird crazy rule like at the end of the season. And he did. But so what I was, was fine, what, what I was trying to do there, Matt, was I was trying to wait to the last second to 
put in my bid because I couldn't tell what new. Okay. Because I didn't. Well, I didn't know the rule either that. Um, because I thought he was overspending, so I didn't know that he was. You know, you were going to be allowed to. He do was that. right, but like I didn't know. I I just assumed, I gotcha. okay. whatever. So I gotcha. like I was thinking like just depending on how this plays out, then I could maybe time it out right where then he couldn't okay. get up. Okay, cool. And then I could get both guys a little bit cheaper was my plan. Yeah. Um, but then he just kept going anyway. So I didn't know. But um, that was that's kind of why I kind of just slow played it because it didn't really matter when I got him or signed him anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you getting Altuve and Bryant was much better than Niz getting Kepler and yes. Gallo. I like the two guys you yeah, got a lot I, better. I didn't really um, – I mean, I could have went after Gallo too. I just didn't um, – he doesn't, he he doesn't need hit 20 outfielders. He, he didn't need a ninth outfielder. Yeah, swings at everything. <laughs> Pretty streaky hitter. He really didn't hit, though. He didn't this last year. No, he didn't hit as well. He's streaky, though, too, in short season and stuff. So, um, That's true. I don't know. I just I just wasn't interested in him, so I didn't didn't go after him. Um, so that was that one. And then um, as far as uh, being more active, I think I do actually need to be more active. That's my um, – the biggest problem is I, I'm not – active and I'm, or especially early enough like I'm always surprised when like a week into the season people are thinking about like mailing it in so like I'm never ready to do that right away like some people are I'm always trying to feel out the team and see how everybody's doing um, especially with baseball it just takes a long time for players to get going or not going so I always just kind of feel it out in the beginning of the year too but sometimes in this league it's obviously too late um because you just kind of got to go for it. Yeah, I, I'm kind of going to build off that. You might, I think you just answered my team. I mean, my question is that I, I look at your team as like a, a Jenga uh, game. And like, you know, after the draft and we're going to go into the season, it's this nice built Jenga, you know, game. And, you know, there's, you know, you're playing it with everyone else and you're moving the pieces very, I feel like very, um, you know, you know, very, you're taking your time, you're analyzing every move, you're using your finger to push the, all the way through and letting the piece fall. And at the end of the season, you know, that you have this Jenga game that's not, you know, it hasn't fallen over, it's not leaning, but it's got a bunch of holes in it and it's got some some strength and some weaknesses. And then it just sits there for like five months. And then at the draft, you put it back together and then there you start all over again. And in between that time, I just hate it because, like, it's. I feel like it's in a room under a glass case, <laughs> and you can only look at this thing. You can't touch it. And every time you look at it, you get more and more, like, fix, fix, get, fix, um, fixated. Fix, get, fix, I can't fixated. Fix, fixated. Thank you. On the pieces. And every year, you always have guys on my team, or that you're, I'm sorry, guys on your team that I love. And I, I'll even say, it, like, Dylan Carlson, Corbin Burns, Woodruff. Howard, I know I traded him, and Canning. I think you have one of the best pitching staffs in the league. I'm just going to go out and say it. I just, I think you do the guys that you have besides Marquez. So even though me and you were bidding him up too, um, yeah. and then you have Lux on your team, and you know, I, I, I don't know, damn, damn it, all. <laughs> you got to. I think you got more players on your team than I like that on Korea my team. Too. But do you? Ha- yeah, I don't like Korea. Um, for 15 yeah, I was just saying. <laughs> Sorry, <Chris. laughs> 
<laughs> all right. I knew I knew Matt didn't like you from all the way up and down. Yeah, but no, anyways, what my question is is that you you kind of answered, I guess. But like, have you ever thought of like changing a little bit and kind of like you know, like you said, I mean, you know, dive into the deep end every once in a while before you get to the draft, or at least making a not a splash, but maybe you know, a, a, a sprinkle. <laughs> no, I I do think like before the draft, I probably need to make moves. Dep- just depending on how the team looks or whatever, but. I wouldn't say I'd do that every year, but I do think like, um, you know, after the draft early in the year, I need to, um, you know, identify some moves I need to make earlier. Um, especially if I think my okay. team's pretty good, then I just need to do that a little bit earlier and go for them. Um, try and make those moves faster. And I did, and then I didn't write this down, but I just, I do want to ask it. Like, how, how do you look at triple A guys? Cause you always have one or two on your team, if not more. Yeah. I mean, this past season you had four and a lot of the guys you get or want, like I'm very high on as well. How do you look at those guys? Um, I actually do a ton of research with the AAA guys. I look at a, a lot of the things with those and the younger guys. Um, and I know Max, you brought this up about like the blind bidding. So like with the AAA guys, like I usually just wait because I know that if somebody bids on them, I'm okay going like two dollars for some of those guys or the young guys because I. But I never know like when they're gonna get brought up or whatever. So I kind of just. Um, you know, kind of play that out, especially if I'm going to put them on a four year. So, but like, I can just kind of look at a lot of different things and a lot of different uh, places to see how they're doing. And then just looking at how their years are going. I usually just kind of track them a little bit. Um, nice. But, um, and then I just try and figure out who might, um, I try and pick guys that are going to be a little bit closer, I think, to being brought up than, um, than having them sit there for a few years, a couple of years, two, three years, or whatever it might turn out to be. Well, then you should probably trade uh, Julio Rodriguez. And here he's not going to be that good. I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. Well, he's going to be very good just in 2022. <laughs> Same with Bobby Witt. They're both Oh, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Like, I don't mind them sitting there for yeah. now. Because um, I got those. Yeah, because yeah, your team's young. You have a very you, – and you have a very young team, so. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and like, and I guess the money things come up a couple times. Your ability to kind of spend eleven dollars on Altuve when he got dropped, eight dollars on Bryant when he got dropped, and also like being being high on prospects. I mean, Christian Pache, great prospect, but he's at seven dollars, and Dylan Carlson's at eleven dollars. Um, and Dylan Carlson was projected to come up like immediately, and he did, just didn't do very well when he came up. So it seems like you you spend money, you're aggressive on. Um, some some prospects that you might have done a ton of research on, and then you had money at the end of last season to spend on those guys that got dropped. But uh, and maybe Sean answered this question for you. Uh, but you always seem to carry a little bit more money than everybody else going into the season. And is there a benefit, or is there something that motivates you to do that, or is it just because the guys in the draft went for more money than I thought they were worth, so I ended up sitting on sixty, seventy dollars and. It wasn't planned, but I'm okay with um, it. I think it's a little bit of all of it. So I, I do like having money. I like to use it to, to trade, especially if I feel like I'm in it, then I feel like I'll use it to trade um, if, I, if I'm going to go for it. Um, and then um, that, that – but that kind of goes back to the other thing. I wish I did more going to some of the drafts in the past where I wish I had bid up some guys a little bit higher than I had. So um, – Sometimes I do have a limit in my head about certain guys, and I'm, I get real surprised at how high they go. But in retrospect, I feel like I probably should have bid them up a little bit more 
So I kind of regret that at times, um, but not, um, but then like, so like, then I end up spending it in other places, but carrying more than I probably need to over anyway than I was looking at. So like going into the draft, that was something else that like, I kind of got to look at doing a little bit more is, um, you know, spending that on, especially like those tier one guys and going a little bit higher on them um, for the ones that I really want. That's kind of my question too, is you often leave the draft with a lot of money. And one of the questions that always gets asked throughout the season, Chris is like when somebody's like about ready to trade off and, and you you see like people like Scott do this, but what has prevented you from wanting to just like take that money and give it to somebody that's like, that has a bunch of assets that you could use to win a championship um, I mean, it's like, like during like the close to the end of the year where you had the money to just, you know, get whoever you wanted from any of like the bottom tier teams, including myself certain times. But is there is there anything that you, you, you thought as far as that or is it like, oh, shoot, that was too late. I should have done that, too, as well, because you always have a good amount of money throughout the season in comparison to other guys. Um, the I feel like there was a couple years where I felt like my team was pretty good mm-hmm. from you know, the midway point on. So, um, and I did spend, I spend money or at least tried to offer people money, but, um, I know Niz was one year where I spent money on Freeman and, um, some other players, but then, um, another year I tried to buy, uh, buy players and offer a ton of money to somebody else for them and they didn't want it. So they wanted, um, other assets. So it didn't work out that way. Um, which I was hoping for. So, but like that kind of goes with the, um, me needing to identify it a little bit earlier too. Mm-hmm. So, and look at those people that are trading off earlier and, and kind of go for it and just make a decision about my team, whether I want to go for it or not earlier. Cause I always feel like I'm, I'm more in the middle. I'm not, I'm not usually too low or too high. I'm kind of in the middle of the league at the beginning of the year. And I just kind of need to look at the overall picture and see, should I go for it or not throughout the year or earlier in the year? Well, that was really good, you know, and I, I know a lot of people have been wanting to hear, you know, these questions that, you know, everyone's been wanting to hear from you. So I thought, you know, it was great to hear it, hear it from your lips and hopefully people will uh, uh, be happy to hear that. So uh, <laughs> thanks for both of you being good sports on answering the questions and, and explaining yourself. It was a lot easier than last year for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and Christian Pache is projected to start center fielder, center fielder at Oklahoma. Yeah, I just don't know if he's going to have a great year. I feel like he'll be. I feel like he had a little bit more development to do, but we'll see. I, maybe he won't. Like there was a, I think it was the athletic yeah. just this week put it out, and he was like rated the number one prospect. Drink. I don't know if it was that or a different one, but I was surprised to see him. That I high. love the value on your team, though. I mean, I know the obvious, like, Altuve and Bryant, but you got a ton of value here. Hey, real fast, Chris, if you had to pick, like, one person on your team, like your favorite player on this team right now, as it stands, who is it? My favorite player that um, just from a fantasy value? Uh, yeah, like, yeah, not, not like, not like, you know, whatever it is. Like, yeah, fantasy, fantasy-wise. Um, probably Woodruff. Well, that's his homework. Anybody... <laughs> I know, but it, it's the exact same guy. I 
<laughs> I, I'm. Uh, let me jump in here. There's two guys. I think next year Agreed. Carlos Correa could have a huge season. Um, I think he needs to step up in Houston as like a leader in Houston now that uh, Springer's gone. So I think that guy could have a really big year like he did in the postseason um, in 2020. And then Alex Verdugo, man, for a buck, and I think he's got him on a three-year contract. Talk about a 2015 guy or whatever. I mean, Alex Verdugo got traded from L.A. to Boston for a reason, and I think we might see it this year. Maybe, yeah. has, any, has anybody asked about any of your outfielders? Uh, yeah, there's been a few. Um, <laughs> well, some, you, some more you, than others. Do you, do you have enough outfielders? Is fam going to be okay after getting stabbed in the strip club? <laughs> Um, you know, probably. He'll probably okay. I'm waiting to see what happens with to- Rosario, see where he ends up, see if, um, yeah, I he's he in Cleveland. Oh, he did sign with Cleveland now? He just got signed. Yeah. He did, yeah, he signed him with Cleveland. Was it just yeah. this weekend? So he'll, he'll play every he'll day. He'll play every day. <laughs> he'll play every day. I was hoping Milwaukee was going to go, so, go get him. It, no, the, the, the rumors are is that Cleveland wants to trade, um, the, the shortstop uh, they got for the right? Mets. Yeah. yeah, Ramirez to Cincinnati, and then in return, Cincinnati would give him probably – I don't know what they would give him, but then that means the Rosario would be the leadoff guy, which doesn't make sense. Ramirez or – Rosario? or What? Ramirez. No. They want to trade oh. the third baseman or Jimenez, uh, who they got from the, the short. They were looking to trade the shortstop. Well, he plays third base too, right? No, not Ramirez. They want to trade – they yeah. want to trade – Cincinnati is asking about the shortstop from Cleveland, the one that they got oh. from the Mets. I heard Ramirez was looking to be traded too. He is. That's, but that's you know I don't know I don't know the validity. That, yeah. yeah, that won't affect the leadoff. Yeah, that won't affect the leadoff position. So if if that did trade is uh, a Rosario was traded to Cincinnati, then Eddie, sorry Rosario, uh, what what is the guy? Rosario will lead off. Yeah. And then if Andres Jimenez is traded correct. to the center. Yeah, so I don't know. <laughs> All right, we'll move on to our division picks. We'll go with Sean uh, making his picks and then Chris. So, Sean, we'll start off with Scotty's division of Scotty, yourself, and Gus. Uh, who do you like? Uh, I would see myself. Um, no, I mean, I think <laughs> Great pick. Uh, you always pick yourself. Great pick. But if I can't pick myself. I would say Scotty. Obviously, he's always very smart about this this league and everything. So I have to go with Scotty. But the the I, I want to say myself. And then, well, then say yourself. I'll pick, pick yourself. Pick yourself, John. Me, me. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Scotty's Edible. reign is over. His reign of you know, terror is over. Did last year, yes. And then, then, then yes. myself. I'm gonna beat everybody. Um, and then, uh, so I guess the next would be Matt, or do you want to go to Chris about my division? No, we're going to go, no. uh, you'll finish it out. Okay, so Matt, so, Max, and Niz? Uh, correct. Yep. Uh, I'm between Matt and Max, honestly. I think it's going to be a fun one to have you two in the same division. I'm going to say Max by an inch. By an inch. There we go. But that doesn't mean Manny doesn't make a wild card and make a strong run at the playoffs. And then here's a fun one: Memo, Ken, and Chris. Um, Watch what you say, Sean. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you walked in the bar and Memo, Ken, and Chris were there, what would you do? I would say I would say Chris is going to win that division. I think Chris is Chris is. Uh, he I really like his approach this year, so I will say Chris, and then. 
Dom, your division with Dave and PJ. Um, if nobody quits the league before it ends in that division, <laughs> I, would say, <laughs> I would have to say uh, I give that to PJ. Ooh, dark horse. Sleeper. I picked him too. I picked him too. <laughs> Great minds think alike. Pending any quits and and, and ex- replacement teams. <laughs> okay, I I vow not to quit this year. Very good. <laughs> unless unless guess, unless, again. unless the game goes to overtime, then I might have to quit. Okay. <laughs> the varsity game goes to overtime. You always think about yourself, Dom. <laughs> you know, just I'm, take a safety, Dom. Just I take know. a safety. I will. I will. We'll, we'll, we'll take the safety. We'll snap the ball. Play the game to win, to Dom. Zone. That's what you got to do. Play it like play, the Bears would play. Play to win the game. Play it like the Bears. <laughs> yes. All right, Mr. Bobinski, um, <laughs> your picks. Scotty's division of himself, Sean, and Gus. Um, I think I'll go with Sean. Yay. <laughs> and then I'll go with Matt, I think. I mean, I would, uh, like – I guess we'll just see how everything plays out. And yeah, nobody then... quits the league from that division, too. My goodness. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> two of us have already quit. <laughs> yeah, pretty high yeah. division. This division needs uh, like a like a lot of like uh, anxiety <laughs> medicine and like a padded room. And <laughs> we need uh, Sunday yeah. scaries, man. Sunday <laughs> scaries and three G. This division's like just off the rocker. <laughs> Um, well, Memo doesn't have anybody left on his team right now, does he? Um, Chris, just okay. pick you. We all picked you. All right, we'll go with me. Um, and then I'm going to go with Dom. No, no, no. Let a homer. <laughs> he picked you, so you're calling yourself a homer? No, we picked you is what I'm calling yep. a homer. I am. I sure is. Uh, <laughs> Dom's Chris got like three franchise tags. Learn something new every day. Still yeah. So who's going to lead the the lead in oh, that division with Memo, Ken, and Chris? Who's going to lead in trades? Because those, I mean, Chris, I know you're going to be a little different approach this year. Yeah, that is a great. That actually is a good question. Wow, that's crazy. That should be a question we should ask everyone on this podcast. We should never have Sean and Chris back on here. Both of them are trying to come for my job. <laughs> Somebody's going to quit that the lead from there. Good one. <laughs> Wow. Excellent. Well, uh, I hope most of you guys' picks are right. Uh, Sean, I hope three of your picks are right. And uh, the fourth one is incorrect. So, uh, Chris, you did fantastic on your picks. So, thank you. All right. uh, We'll move on to our closing question. Uh, When looking at hitters, what is the most important uh, thing you like to look at? Like, stat. Trends, ISO, launch angle, extra velocity, average K percentage. Uh, what do you kind of look at? Um, we'll start off with uh, Sean, and then Chris, and then you know, Max, you know, myself. Dom. I'm always hesitant to look at exit velocity because of Hawk Harrelson and watch him all those years, hearing about frozen ropes, and it's just <laughs> yes. it's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I like Joe Porcher like really hit that ball hard. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> 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 I like to see who can hit a bowling ball. Yeah. <laughs> that's, oh, that's awesome. Okay. 
glad he hit it really, 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 really hard. A bowling first baseman's glove. So, um, <laughs> I, I still, I'm a little old school, and I actually like to look at average. I like to look at hits also, um, and that OBP too. But I'm, I'm big in in high average. That's just. Maybe I completely contradicted myself as to my team. If so, fine, call bullshit. But that's that's actually what I really, really like to look at is high average um, and OBP. Uh, Mr. Chris? Um, I feel like when I'm looking at prospects, I kind of pay attention to, you know, the exit velocity a little bit more just because I feel like sometimes the average doesn't matter as much with some of the prospects that, that – I'll kind of look at, but when I'm looking at like younger hitters and stuff, I, I kind of lean toward average a little bit more. Uh, I've been kind of, you know, in the past, I was more about um, homers, I guess the launch angle and just like, all right, well, if they're hitting homers, then they're going to be hitting, should be getting average or uh, runs and RBIs. And that, and uh, I think I kind of more recently been looking at more stat trends and that kind of thing and OBP. So um, I guess those have been kind of what I've been looking at. Uh, Max, what about you? Yeah, I'm the one that kind of threw this question down here. And it's, you know, some things came up with Sean. Like, do you have a process when you kind of look at, like Bryce Harper, why did you want Harper? Why did you want Manny Machado? And you know, and I, I'm just trying to develop a process as well when it comes to looking at pit, like looking at batters, and I want to look at all the batters the same way. Whether they're a prospect, I look at a prospect this way. Whether they're in the majors, I look at a major this major leaguer this way. And something that I've really started looking at is just plate discipline and the three or four different metrics that go into that, like zone contact, um, out of zone, like swing, like out of zone swing and those types of things. And so something that I've really started looking at is just plate discipline. Um, and then also crazy how plate discipline is affected by age. And that's something that, Eno know, talks a lot about, about mm-hmm. on the athletics. So drink. And, but those are two things that I really started paying attention to this year. Just age, age is a big one to me too. Buddy, I agree us, with that. Uh, buddy, set us straight. What, what should we <laughs> all be? Yeah. What should we all be looking so, at? I a couple of years back, I, I think I would get so mad because I listen to so many podcasts and people, you know, they say this and they say this and they say that. And I think I've talked to Dom about this like a thousand times. I wish they could just have this like, you know, um, attention all, attention all. When we're talking about this, we're talking about a 12 team league and we're talking about this, but they can't do that. It's they, they try to do their best job they can to. Um, quantify all the players in, in, in a bubble, if you will. But then you listen to CBS, they're more points-driven. You listen to Athletic, and they're more like, you know, I guess kind of roundabout, if you will. Then you listen to like, um, you know, uh, whoever, like uh, Batflip and uh, Bubba, and they're more, you know, NFBC-driven. And then you listen to the sleeper in the bus, and they're like, you know, they're more, you know, NFBC-driven. And then you listen to Pitcher List, and Pitcher List is probably the closest to a 12-team league roto and closest to us uh, than anybody else. And it's tried to, it's, it's so hard to like listen to all this mumble jumbo, if you will. And, and like who likes what and everything it is. But when you listen to them and you take away all the noise, they do break it down to, you know, the 
you know, the slash line, if you will. And so if you took the slash line of what those are, you know, and tried to quantify it, if they had this and they have this and they have this, that's a good player versus this, this, and this, that's a bad player. And then the secondary thing they kind of, a lot of people look at is that K, uh, K percentage, you know, um, you can break down K percentage and, you know, if they're swinging outside the zone versus, you know, when they're swinging and things like that. Um, so in a roundabout way, what I look at, I guess is everyone's slash line, but I also bring it back to like K percentage. And there's a guy I've been looking at recently and he's had like a, in the minors anyways, a, a K percentage in the like 25%, which is, it's, it's okay. It's not, you know, it's, it's pretty good, but every year he's gotten to the majors, he's lowered it. And what he's done to lower it has been like kind of eye opening. And I'm like, damn, this dude went from like a, you know, something you know a, a sub 25 to a sub 22 to like a 22 to a 22 to 22 i'm like okay he's kind of leveled off of that 22 percent k rate what does that you know how does that transfer to his slash you know his his obp or his slugging or his ops and everything like that so um i guess mine is you know their walk k and you know, OBP, I kind of look at those percentages just to kind of get a, a good idea. And if they can show a two to three year trend in the same range, then I kind of think that that person's found what they've had. I know that in the past people always say, or um, what's his name, the grandfather of fantasy baseball or whatever stats, I was always says, once you own something, you, you always can do it again. I think after, yes, <laughs> Bill James. I think, I think that if, it, if you can see a trend and the trend continues for multiple years and I would say three, then I, I see a trend of three years. I, I think that they own it more so than one year. So that's kind of what I look at. And if I, if I find that it's like golden to me and I'll, I'll even dip into it a little bit more and go to Chris's team and say <laughs> that he's got a guy on his team that, that has that. And, um, Carlson. Carlson had it for three years in the minors. I'm, I'm going to throw out 2020 just because of St. Louis is the weirdest way they did it, but he did show it at the end of the season in an eight-game stretch, but so we'll see. Well, thank you for uh, your explanation. Um, before we go, uh, I'd like to wrap it up. Uh, Sean, uh, I'd like to thank you again for coming on. We'd like, we'd like to thank you for your, uh, your announcement of your t- change, name change. I think we'll all be looking forward to that and what you come up with. I know mm-hmm. it's going to be a doozy, and I um, hope you felt safe tonight. I always feel safe. <laughs> as much as I got ripped last time, I, I was actually kind of laughing about that. <laughs> but, you know, and some of them like, yeah, it was kind of a shitty trade. But, you know, what are you going to do? It was <laughs> – but at the same time. You just made Matt's day. Not well, make no, it. I, was, I just, made it. What are you, you going to do? You're going to be like, hey, Dom, can I have that back? <laughs> I mean, the only the only solace <laughs> I had was like, oh, now this is only a ten week season. Like, okay, well, then that that makes it a little bit better. That eases the blow. Uh, but yeah, sorry, Dom, you're gonna say. No, I, you you made Matt's. He's been waiting over a year to hear hear you say that, so he does appreciate that. Sure, sure. Though though, <laughs> Matt Matt benefited from it because he ended up getting Machado. He's probably gonna franchise him. So. He isn't. No, 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 I'm not. He's going Devers. No, I have I have oh, Devers okay. for six dollars. Well, I wasn't sure. Okay, just, so okay. no, he's going Devers. Um, <laughs> I'm going Devers. <laughs> just so you know, um, right there. 
Uh, Chris, um, thank you for coming on. It's been a long time waiting. This might be one of the most listened podcasts when people find out they already know or don't know already that you're on. What is that, so, like 12, 15 people? Uh, yeah, yeah. Not oh, even. Okay. No. Hey, hey, wait, wait, hold on, though. There's one dude from Ireland and one guy really? from Russia that listens to us. Or nice. woman. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't know who these people are, but they <laughs> listen to us. Let's just say it's a woman. What? Fine. There's, a woman. there's a woman from Russia. The, Rus- the, the Russian is a woman, woman. and the, the guy from I- or the person from Ireland is a man. <laughs> and there's some random people in yeah. Bass Lake that listen to because he only listened one are, time, are and they were going for like the thirty seconds. Are big. <laughs> Bass Lake? They are. Oh, no, they're bigger in well, Ireland and uh, Russia. It's going to really help. You're going to get like a ton. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris, we're glad you came on. Uh, wish we'd come on more so maybe with all your changes this year uh you'll be a more uh more we'll come on the show more so chris i want to <laughs> trade with do. you i have never tra- uh, i don't think i've ever traded with you i want to trade with you <laughs> okay i got some outfielder oh well, there's that all right again is the, is the guy <laughs> that got stabbed in the in the strip club is he gonna be okay is he gonna <laughs> as okay. far as i know yes <laughs> You like that is the weirdest story ever. He was going to the strip club to pick up his wife. Now you can either <laughs> say his wife was a stripper or his wife was at the strip club. Well, but yeah, either way, that's like, bad, right? He's suing him now too. You think he is suing the strip club? I mean, when I saw that story, you were just yeah. like, "Wow, yeah." And why? Why is the strip club at like underneath the viaduct <laughs> and like underneath like the like this? I mean, I that's where strip clubs are. A lot of it in all places, just along the highway. <laughs> um, no, no, I mean. Yeah. Maybe it's there to get wings. Maybe they have good food. You just have to get in a bad situation. He was there to pick up his wife. Is what he said. Yeah. And she was getting and she was oh, getting I got wings. To, uh, <laughs> Honey, where are you going for wings? The strip club? Okay, I'll see you there in an hour. ordered a whole pizza at a strip club. Yes. Yes. Ken Fung. Ken Fung has ordered $60 Jack's pizza. Anyways. <laughs> That's really good. Uh, Chris, any final thoughts? Uh, nope, no. I, 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 miss, uh, I miss everybody making fun of each other, but um, you know how to get back to that, maybe. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, we hope to get the, the group text uh, going sometime. Uh, Max, any final thoughts? No. Uh, had a really good time talking to you guys, and awesome. we'll be back soon. Matty? Yeah, I was just going to say, like, I- I've been, uh, you know, stressing over a strategy this year just to kind of do it. And um, I was thinking more and more about this league and how, like, everyone has a strategy. I, I-, I will not say no one doesn't have a strategy going into it. I never think that anyone has ever had a strategy just to win the league. Like every year have like, I'm just going to go and win it. I think Sean is probably the closest by giving up the triple A spots as he does. And maybe TJ kind of in that same mix. Um, but it's crazy to see like Scott continually win it year after year, not win it. And I think it's the same craziness to see myself in it a lot of the years. And I, I think our league is set up for 
you know, one person to win it year in, year out if they wanted to, because we're so uh, prospect driven, not everybody, but I mean, I think a lot of the league is and contract driven where if you look at like the other leagues I've been in and they're just, you know, you know, redraft leagues, if you played it like that, I would say you have a better shot of winning it than if you didn't. And I'm not saying that's how I'm going to play it, but I was just, I, by myself thinking of the um, kind of quote unquote uh, thing that I want to do this year and thinking of how just to win the league. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's curious. So who knows? That's my final thought. I would say PJ's pretty close to being the one that kind of redrafts. Follows that trend. Yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. He's yeah. The man that's kind of always kind of at least in the playoffs. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Interesting. Interesting to see thoughts on that. Well, again, guys, thank you for coming on. We appreciate it. Um, and uh, everyone continue to be safe. Uh, we're going to be off next week. Uh, but the following week we will be on. So if anyone would like that has been on would like to come on, please let us know or sign up, and uh, we will go from there. So continue to stay safe and stay classy, Skyway. Well.